Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Cut sheet coming up, 745. Also, Hunter Biden's legal bills now getting very, very expensive. Also, the left, the Democrats, the Biden administration. Yeah, let's talk about the border, shall we? Let's talk about building that wall that we once labeled racist. We'll get to that as we continue this morning. And then also Jason Whitlock at 9 o'clock this morning from The Blaze. Uh, and also a couple of bizarre stories um, in the world of sports that cross over into politics uh, regarding ESPN and the lack of coverage around the Trevor Bauer story, which we discussed with Bruno yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers going after all of the pro-vaccine people. So we're going to get into that conversation. And also with the vaccine, a very interesting story with numbers from the military, uh, specifically with the Army. So uh, that is coming up as we continue this morning. 855-839-1210 to climb in. We will get to Biden. We will get to the border. But first, let's get to round number two of the news, 706 on this Thursday morning. And with that, here is Dawn Stenzel. Hey, Nick, good morning. This is Kale & Company News Live. We are sponsored this morning by Malvern Retreat House on this Thursday, October 5th, heading up to 80 degrees, summer-like weather, but soon to change. I'll tell you about the changing forecast upcoming. Uh, we have so many incidents happening overnight and last night, and so we want to update you on the three Philadelphia police officers who are recovering this morning in stable condition after a man opened fire on them. This happened in the Ronhurst section of Philadelphia. We know that the suspect was shot dead in that police shootout. But we now know from police that it all started with a frantic 911 call from a 12-year-old boy telling the 911 operator there that his father had just shot his uncle. And the boy reportedly saying that it all began with an argument over a video game. So that's how (laughs) it's just tragic. It really is. So police, you know, know that they're heading into a domestic situation. They know that there's somebody armed there, 12 year old kid. They're praising the 12 year old for calling the authorities. Um, But police respond there and they say that, in fact, uh, they were fired upon, you know, as, as they come in the front of the house, the, the man starts firing on them striking two of the officers in the leg and another sergeant in the hand. So these are not considered life-threatening injuries, but you know, pretty serious injuries. They're hospitalized and they have to do some surgeries and that sort of thing to, um, you know, make make sure that these officers can heal. So it was a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I mean, the boy was okay, but ultimately because they did return fire, uh, that man was then pronounced at the scene. So the uncle, who was shot by the dad, according to authorities, is in critical condition right now. Awful. This is a tragic family situation and three officers injured. My goodness. And then in West Philadelphia, we have a 15-year-old boy and a man who were shot. They are recovering. So we're told a 36-year-old man shot in the leg, and the boy was also shot in the leg. Uh, Both victims taken to the hospital. They're in stable condition this morning. Again, I don't know the circumstances of it. A lot of these t- kinds of shootings happening last night, overnight, but this one, a 15-year-old and a 36-year-old were fired upon. 
So we don't know if this was a carjacking, a robbery. What what were the circumstances? We don't have arrests or details or motive. Gangs, drugs, carjackers, We I just don't have those answers just for Just another you. day in the life of Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and that was West Philadelphia. Yep. And we now know, we've been talking about this morning, if you're just joining uh, Kale and Company, Philadelphia police have indeed made an arrest after a driver, a mom, hero mom, hashtag hero mom, was attacked by a motorcycle a motorcyclist, in fact, a dirt bike driver who was armed with a small pistol. And that happened on Sunday. And the two children, a two-year-old, five-year-old, in the back seat, as we've been talking about. Now we have the identity of this individual charged overnight. And this is 26-year-old Cody Heron arrested overnight in the 4500 block of East Stiles Street. This is in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia. Police saying that they got the helmet, They've got the gun, the nine millimeter gun allegedly, you know, pointed at the mom and they had the dirt bike. They've confiscated all of that. As far as the two little children, two and five, they were, are reported they're okay. Mom, <clears throat> mom, Nikki Bullock, we've heard a lot for, she was interviewed after the fact. Yep. She's okay, but she was, I think once the adrenaline wore off, Nick, in the sound that you played, you know, yesterday, I mean, I, I think it started, all started to <laughs> hit her. Oh, yeah. You know? No doubt about it. Mama Bear Bullock, I'm going to call her from now on. <laughs> MBB. Don't mess with MBB, baby. Uh, but now he's charged with a lot of many, many counts. The book's being thrown at him, including the, the serious felony counts of possession of an instrument of a crime, aggravated assault. So even though he had a le- he's reportedly had a permit to carry that firearm, certainly to point it at somebody like that, um, yeah. obviously. Yep. You could be all good with your paperwork. Doesn't give you the right to do what you did to that <laughs> mm-hmm. lady. Nope. So, and another big story that is getting a lot of traction and reaction, and many are just shocked by the fact that the Biden administration has reversed, completely reversed its policy, apparently, and clearing the way for a new border wall mm-hmm. by waiving these environmental laws. So you have environmentalists, advocates, lawyers, who are essentially um, sounding the alarms this morning as they this happened last night. And a lot of people said, what? And so, yes, these are environmental laws uh, protecting waterways, endangered species. Mm-hmm. And this is a reversal that many are many Democrats and progressives and especially the environmental groups yep. are furious this morning and this is the way the left operates this is the way democrats and politicians operate and this is how the mainstream media operates they only address the issues or acknowledge them cover them or confront them when it becomes undeniable to every single person and when it becomes too big to ignore then they reverse course and then they they try to wiggle their way out of it with some lame, weak rationale and logic that, you know, when we pointed it out for the last eight months, it was, well, it's, it's we're actually, we're, we're doing a really good job. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's all political, as Greg said. So they used the Department of Homeland Security to bypass long, drawn-out environmental reviews. All of these, <clears throat> there were, I think, at least nine, mm-hmm. if not more, of environmental groups who were all piling on different lawsuits, saying this is a, a wildlife refuge area, you're endangering the bobcats and the special plants and all of this and that. They used Homeland Security, and under that umbrella, they bypassed 
years, long drawn out environmental reviews and cases in order to expedite the border wall construction mm-hmm. along the Texas border. Yep. And now my wow. is saying we need to uh, immediate need to build 20 miles of border wall in South Texas. <laughs> I bet you Trump's smiling this morning like, oh, they want to finish the wall now, my wall. <laughs> but it, it, I don't see many people reporting on the fact that this was, remember Joe Biden, his first day in office and all those executive orders reversing yeah. all of these border uh, you know, border wall provisions that Trump had put in mm-hmm. and just with the swipe of his pen and he announced his policy. Yeah, yeah. That's like me coming wow. in. Here, me coming in here as uh, the brand manager, the new brand manager after Stalker just put up new blinds in the windows here to prevent the glare coming in and blinding the hosts. The first day is Nick Kale as brand manager. Take those blinds down. Yeah, let the sun come in. Ridiculous. <laughs> great. That's a great one. Um, we have to talk, of course, about our Philadelphia Phillies. Woo! Seven uh, one last night. I mean, it wasn't even close. Bryson Stotts grand slam. Helps the Phillies sweep the Marlins in two, and now we advance to the National League Division Series. Yes. So Aaron Nola tossing seven shutout innings in a performance worthy of a playoff ace. Yep. We love Aaron Nola. Long. I I think he just cashed in, too, by the way. He's a free agent. He's a free agent at the end of this year, and I'm not sure that the Phillies give him what the market dictates he might get. Aaron Nola might be getting a big contract. from He's He's auditioning. He's showing what he can do if some team's willing to pay him top flight money. And I think that to your point, because he's, you know, been here so long. And I think, you know, you saw him with his, I don't know, you saw him with his wife mm-hmm. putting out that they're having the baby. Congratulations. But I haven't seen him posing with fans as much. It's almost like, yes, he might be auditioning, but also I think he's savoring what he thinks may be yeah. his last year Could here. Could very well be the case. It's a great point. You know? Yep. And so... I, I think how exciting, but yeah. we're now uh, we now face the the Atlanta Braves, and they're allegedly the best. But we're yeah. going to show that they're not the best. Back to back teams with the Braves and the Ooh. Phillies to win the National League. So you're getting the two best teams the last two years. So we face the Braves uh, Saturday for Game One. <laughs> Kale and Company road trip live show live show from the, the Battery in Atlanta. We'll call our Odyssey friends down there uh, in Odyssey Atlanta. I've heard you know some people. Down I know there. a few people down there. <laughs> Well, visit Malvern Retreat House, the nation's largest Catholic retreat house located in Chester County. Malvern Retreat House hosting men's and women's retreats, couples retreats, spiritual direction, recovery retreats, much more. Retreat from the noise and hear God's voice at malvernretreat.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast. The change is coming tomorrow, 80 degrees and sunny today. Tomorrow, 77, but a change up in the weather with rain late afternoon. And that'll cool us off big time for the weekend. So we've been 15 to 20 degrees above normal this week. A, A taste of second summer. It's over by the weekend. Sunday, we're looking at 60 degrees and sunny, and next week, more fall-like temperatures. This is Kale & Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. What's on the cut sheet coming up in just about 30 minutes? But let's have a a little bit of conversation on both uh, the border and Hunter Biden. We'll start with the border because we mentioned that in the news uh, both hours. So Alejandro Mayorkas is now citing, quote, an immediate need to waive regulations and build border wall in Texas as immigration surges. Mayorkas' announcement comes as migrant numbers in September broke new records. We told you that uh, 304,000 
thousand crossings, which was a little bit higher than December of 2022, where I believe it was 302,000 illegal crossings. So the border spikes tend to happen usually at the two biggest retail times of the year, back to school and Christmas holiday time. I say that uh, facetiously, but there's definitely a trend there with that. And Mayorkas is citing, quote, an acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws to build the border wall in South Texas, where this illegal migration has surged, which is a sharp contrast to uh, dismissals of the use of such barriers earlier in the days of the administration. The agency posted an announcement on uh, their website that outlines construction in Star County in the Rio Grande Valley sector, where the administration says there's, quote, high illegal entry. The agency says there have been over 245,000 migrant encounters in the sector of that spot right there this fiscal year. And Greg made the point about its politics and somebody in the administration. We've got to, when you get to the point where it's not just those on Fox News covering it, it's not just us on talk radio. When, when CNN is covering it, MSNBC, when the Washington Post is on it, the New York Times is on it, when all of the mainstream culprits that usually coddle and cover for Democrats are running with that as their lead and doing it on a day in and day out basis. When you get to the point where Mayorkas can't really speak because he refuses to say the word crisis or Corrine Jean-Pierre immediately pivots back to a cliched talking point in her binder, it becomes undeniable and better late than never because how many more people are going to come here and trash hotels, uh, you know, take up spaces. There's a couple of universities where dorm rooms are being used. And then when you get to the point where sanctuary cities and blue mayors are like, yeah, sorry, uh, we're all full here. And then they get to the point where they're, and you know, they're supposed to be on the same team, right? Like Eric Adams or any other Democratic mayor. I mean, even Kathy Hochul, you know, getting to the point in New York as the governor where like the Biden administration has to do something about this. This is not, you know, propaganda. This is not right wing talking points. This is the reality of the situation. So whether it's people here illegally and not being documented, uh, cartel members, terrorists, the fentanyl crisis, you just have to sit back and say, how many more people's lives should be ruined before this administration says, not only do we have a problem, but we're actually going to address it to the fullest extent and capabilities that we can do that. And I think this is a major, another major victory for Trump. I, I think what you do is you take anytime they address this in the next 24, 48 hours, you get clips of that and it'll probably be on the cut sheet for sure. And you turn those into political ads. If you're Donald Trump, if you're DeSantis, like, hey, we were right. No, it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Okay. It, I, in my, in my opinion, and I'm just thinking as a democratic political strategist. Sure. You, the talking point for the Biden administration is is we're doing what Trump couldn't. Uh, well, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it'll be Biden's border wall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Valid point. Absolutely. And they're and they're just they will have amnesia mm-hmm. as far as what 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 did right. who who did what? No, no, no. This is Biden's border wall. Biden uh, Trump Trump didn't finish the border yeah. wall. Nobody will say that the money was allocated by Congress and that right. Trump had it in there and they stopped him. Mm-hmm. They'll just say, oh no no. To Greg's yeah. point. That, that's exactly oh, right. Yeah. They say, "Oh no, no, no! Yeah. He he never he didn't finish. Biden got he it didn't done do when this. Trump couldn't, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. Trump also faced lots of resistance. Right? We've been, we've been saying for months now that 
Biden has slowly been adopting a lot of the, yeah. you know, build, uh, make America great again. He's a plagiarist type. <laughs> stuff. Well, of course. Yep. But this is just another example of that. That's He's correct. taking policies that he knows are popular amongst the American people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Closing off the southern border is a popular, you know, I know the loudest voices say it's racist it's this it's yeah. xenophobic it's that yeah. no if you if you pull most of the american people this is a popular right. political uh, uh move you're trying to protect your citizens imagine claiming that exactly. to be racism exactly well that's the point is that this is this is a popular yeah. move that they're going to take as their own uh-huh. and just run with it like, i think it's actually yeah. i think it's actually brilliant by the Mm -hmm. administration. It's like like arriving at the conclusion that uh, at the bank we need armed security guards. I need an armed security guard at the front entrance in the middle of the lobby and by the vault. And people start showing up and saying, that is racist. And you say, well, I'm just trying to protect my bank employees and not have to deal with any liabilities, injuries, unforeseen deaths or robberies. And people claim that is racist. That is essentially what people are saying about putting up a wall at the southern border. It's not racist to keep people out of a country that have no business coming here without going through the proper vetting, paperwork, documentation and protocol. That's all we're saying. And I'm all for people coming to this country from all over the world. You want to come here and take advantage of American capitalism and work your you-know-what off if you think achieving the American dream is still attainable? A lot of people actually don't believe it's attainable anymore. Um, go right ahead. Because and to be honest, too, especially people from south of us, you know, in the in Mexico or any other country, there are a lot of people there with great work ethics that will take two and three jobs and this is not a shot against America as a whole, but there's a, a segment of this population that just does not like to work. We Americans are lazy. We're, we, we're entitled. We want to be handed things. Other other people from other immigrants across the country mm-hmm. or across the world, you know, Greek people, Italian people that came here 50, 100 years ago, they came here because they were willing to walk on, you know, whatever to get to what they wanted to achieve. So I look at it as like, hey, more the merrier, just go about it the right way. I think that's what most people say. Uh, Jim on the YouTube chat writes, uh, no way everyone knows that it's Trump's wall. Uh, Okay, but the talking point is going to be, and it's going to be parroted everywhere, Mm. that he couldn't finish it, and the Biden administration did. Yeah. And, And by the way, let's not... Get we're not saying us. We're we're, right, we're talking right, about right. the the alleged mainstream media. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. This this wall is just at it like in parts of Texas, right? Yes, twenty mile stretch. Yeah, so it's not like it's not like he's finishing yeah anything or you know. But but that's that's going to be the headline. That's correct, especially now because did you see Twitter now doesn't when you post an article they don't put the headline on there. Really? They, they put a screenshot of I did the see story. That. Yeah, and you got to click on and it. And you have to click on it. Right, and it's not just the picture where the like the picture enlarges, it takes you to the story. I did see that. Yeah. That's I, that's recent. That's a couple only a couple days old. Well, I agree with the sentiment of it because people only read headlines, nobody actually reads mm-hmm. stories. Right. Um I don't know, this is going to make Twitter less well, as you've interesting been, as you've been saying. Can we stop getting our news from Twitter? Maybe people actually have to click and read and they won't do that. It might actually work against uh, them, to your point. I think it's going to work against them, because people don't have that attention span. You're absolutely they're, right. They're going to see a picture, and they're like, I don't know what this is, and scroll right past it. Yep. But they do have an attention span when 
Dawn or I talk about the Piazza Auto Group. And as you know, I've recently leased a 2023 Honda Ridgeline way back on May 27th, right before Memorial Day, from Piazza Honda of Springfield. I'll be over there this at 11 o'clock getting some maintenance done on the truck. And if you're a truck person like me, now's the time to visit Piazza Honda in Springfield. Or you can stop by Philadelphia, Langhorn, Pottstown, or Reading to take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. And their service and maintenance, phenomenal. So convenient. You get on their website. It's all automated. You get set up, you get an email, you get a text, boom, you go in, you get some work done. Uh, but also the finances right now, phenomenal on the Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and many more. The Piazza Auto Group, now with 17 brands, 35 locations. It's my go-to for all things automotive. You can find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today or your maintenance inspections at piazzaautogroup.com. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready to start the NFL week off right tonight because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Bears and the Commanders and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. How about Brian Robinson for an anytime touchdown? Or Justin Fields for an anytime touchdown. And the Washington Commanders on the minus six. There's so much more. You can build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. It's in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT. FanDuel, an official partner Sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 and over, President PA. Refund issued as is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good to have you in. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. A lot of good stuff coming up this morning. We have what's on the cut sheet at 745. Jason Whitlock from The Blaze at 9 o'clock. Also, why cable news has become unwatchable. We'll get to that story. And a couple of stories in the world of the vaccine and the booster with COVID-19. From the military to Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, slamming the left for the way they try to slam him on his stance on COVID. So that's also coming up this morning. Uh, we just talked about the latest with the border and the developments, the um, the coming to grips and the realization of the Biden administration that there is a major crisis going on, even though they won't use that word, saying there's an immediate need for more border wall put up. Uh, Duffy Domino makes a really good point on Twitter, and he says, the surge at the southern border is due to Donald Trump's candidacy. It increases uh, increases at the border indicate that Trump is doing better. They have to get in before Trump gets in, because once Trump gets in, you know, he is going to obviously seal off the border and make that one of his biggest priorities. So I think that's kind of an interesting take from the standpoint of, hey, it's open now. I know it's much easier to get in now with Biden. Better do it in the event Trump wins. Uh, we're not going to be able to get across uh, at the rate that we have been doing so. So. I think that's kind of interesting from uh, Duffy Domino on Twitter. All right. um, A couple of things to get to here on the Biden front. We've done the border. Let's get to um, the first son, Hunter Biden, shall we? (sighs) 
You know, fundraising is an interesting thing, right? Everybody starts to go fund me these days, meatballs, like, I, I, I need to pay for my legal fees, and, uh, you know, I'm going to sell merch, and if you can do anything to help me out, it'd be great because... Well, even Hunter Biden's got to eat, and Hunter Biden is now weighing his fundraising options, which, by the way, um, and I think this goes across all uh, media right now, we are so um, interested and obsessed with covering the Trump trial that kind of really in the same weekend, on the same day a few days ago, Hunter Biden was in court over his firearm charge. Well, it's starting to add up financially. Hunter Biden now weighing his fundraising options for legal bills because the 53-year-old deadbeat has racked up more than $10 million in legal fees over the past five years and could spend millions more as he confronts federal charges and the possibility of a costly trial. The legal bills, this is from CNN, which have not been previously reported, are a combination of fees that were incurred during a years-long federal investigation of him, his divorce, and his custody and child support dispute in Arkansas, along with a aggressive new approach of going on the offensive. We've heard Hunter kind of like, you know, trying to file um, you know, defamation suits and things like that against his political detractors, according to people familiar with the figure. Hunter Biden's allies had hoped that fundraising help would have come by now from top supporters of his father, President Joe Biden, but that hasn't happened. And although people close to Hunter's legal team were discussing the idea of establishing a legal defense fund earlier this year, that hasn't materialized either, according to sources familiar with the effort. Quote, nobody will help him financially. One person close to Hunter Biden told CNN. So this is a very interesting development here because you know you think about a lot of these guys dealing with their court cases and their trials and everything and great legal advice, even bad legal advice is expensive to be honest. Um because the lawyers are always going to get their money. So you know Trump's got his legal team for this case or that case and that adds up. And here's Hunter Biden who we know has been told no alcohol, no drugs. Oh by the way, get a job you bum. Um from from this this judge and now he's got $10 million in legal fees. And I find it fascinating that nobody is coming to help poor old Hunter Biden, who's had everything handed to him. Like his daddy? Like his daddy. Yeah. In this lifetime. Which, you know, you can sit here and talk about, well, who supports Joe Biden? I can't believe this X amount of votes. But it, it really is interesting because when he talks and he gets together for a rally or a speech, it's always low energy, very low turnout. Maybe, just maybe, a lot of people don't like the Bidens. Is Hunter really going to start like a GoFundMe to help his I, his legal bills? What I would do if I'm Hunter, I would say, "Hey, Dad, I know every other day, um, you know, there's another two billion going to Zelensky. Um, do you want to just give me that that kind of money, <laughs> or should I hit? Should I get on the WhatsApp messenger on a burner phone and hit up somebody over in Ukraine and say, "Hey, Holmes, uh, I, I need ten mil. Can you can you get that transaction wired over to me? Well, why can't he sell more art? Uh, it's a great question, Don. He's an artist, ladies He's and gentlemen. An He's an artist. The artist formerly known. He's he's sold millions and millions of dollars worth of paintings. He is the Van Gogh of Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> Not to people that were politically connected or wanted favors from his old man. No, no, no. They just love good art. No, they do. They do. Excuse me. He's not Monet. He's Blonet. <laughs> he used a straw. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, and here's the thing, too. 
At the end of the day, do I think Hunter Biden is going to get a slap on the wrist? I do. You know, you can sit here and look at all these other things and say, well, this would be Joe's exit strategy. You know, if he doesn't want to admit his health, he could talk about the toll this has taken on with his son. um, And he's got to focus on that. Um, But at the end of the day, if you can't pay your legal fees and you're a Democrat and, you know, some people, well, nobody, this is who cares. Republicans are going after the the, the sons, the president's first, like who cares? But the reality is this, this is another, and you start to, we talk about connecting dots or the dominoes start to line up and the next shoe to drop. You are seeing, I believe the unraveling and it might be a little too late and it might not be enough. And it might, we might not get the pound of flesh that we want, but dot by dot, you are seeing the unraveling of everything the Bidens, many people knew that they were, being exposed. Joe's incompetent. Joe's in over his head. Joe's a plagiarist. He's a fraud. He's not the everyman. He hasn't qualified for the everyman in tax bracket status in a long, long time. And then you look at his son, Hunter, and everything. I mean, this is a guy that refuse to acknowledge and and don i will never understand i don't know how any parent can do this you know and look if you're a dad sometimes they say a man's best friend is his father well the same thing can be applied to a daughter Mm -hmm. and i have two nine-year-old daughters i don't know how i could completely ignore my four-year-old daughter she my daughter would have been four in 2018 and this guy made it almost his mission to kind of omit her from the family even to even and think about just the the level of um well, i'm gonna use the, the deplorable word the the family like almost omitting one granddaughter well no it's not six it's five you know it's like when they did the head count in home alone and they <laughs> and they were missing kevin right mm. yeah one two three and buzz is interrupting that's the biden's right there this whole family just reeks of corruption. And I'm not saying the Trumps are darlings, okay? I don't, I don't idolize either Trump's son or anything like that. But everything that we were told that Trump was and Trump's kids are, you look at the Bidens and you look at Joe and everything that we've been seeing, you know, everything kind of connected from James Comer uh, and everybody else. Uh, it's at the point now where it's like, boy, you claimed it was this guy, yet you were that guy and you're that family all along, ten million dollars in legal fees adding up. Good luck, Hunter, because I don't know how you're going to pay that off. And there ain't no bond, there ain't no bail. It's not like it's ten percent you're going to owe. You owe ten million. You owe ten million. And the attorneys, like you always say, they always get their vig. They always get their cut. And here's Hunter racking up ten million in fees over just the last five years. So, yeah. if if people have thoughts, you can jump in. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Uh and then lastly, before we get to the cut sheet, you know, I've been talking a lot about momentum and how it feels like the momentum is really shifting not just Trump, but not just to Republicans in certain elements of uh I told you so like the border or, you know, even even yesterday in Chicago, there were rallies going on about in, in woke progressive blue Chicago about um, demanding uh, protection from people that are coming across the border illegally. Like this is kind of what you you voted for. You get what you vote for. Uh, but yesterday, real clear politics, uh, not the local level that we talk about with like Athen Kutsurumbus, uh, but Tom Beveren, who I believe owns real clear politics, put up a graph and it was about comparing 2019 to 2023. 
So they looked at October of 2019, 13 months before the 2020 election, and they're looking at October now again in 2023, 13 months before the 2024 presidential election. And there's a major shift here. Joe Biden was plus 1% over Trump in 2019. Fast forward to the same time frame leading up to an election again. Four years later, Donald Trump now with a seven-point lead on Joe Biden. Wow. Which, again, I'm going to say, for the, I mean, we should make shirts with this, Kale and Company, where we take everything, we take polls with a grain of salt. Yeah. That would be a hot-selling T-shirt. Um, but, and I get it, real clear politics tends to skew uh, more towards the Republican side of things. But that is a massive shift, where essentially four years ago, sliver of an edge for Joe Biden, now eight points in the opposite direction four years later. Is that indicative of how the whole country feels? Perhaps, but probably not. We know to take polls with a grain of salt, but that is a big shift. The betting markets have shifted in favor of Donald Trump. And of course, a lot a lot of polls that we have given you for the last six or eight weeks, all showing that Trump is either tied or has a slight advantage. We've seen Nikki Haley six point lead. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. Nikki just surpassed Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire yeah. in the latest oh, polls. So man, he's he, he'll be out after Iowa. Yep, yep, and, and there's there's talks about funds and money drying up and things like that. We'll get to with DeSantis, but it's a very interesting dynamic right now with Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, and then everybody else under Trump, um, and who is kind of you know rose up the board so to speak as DeSantis continues to plummet, Nikki continues to rise. And it'll be very interesting the way this plays out over the next couple of months. These polls, I, you know, I don't know. They were also the ones uh, saying there was going to be a red wave. True. Last year. True. So I, I like a pink trickle. I, seven points is is a lot of points. I I don't take that. Mm-hmm. I do think. Look, you know, in politics, it's the big mo, as George H.W. Uh, Bush always used to say, the big momentum. Yeah. And and right now, Trump has the momentum. There's mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind that Trump is is would be ahead in the polls right now yep. because of just the way um, the the momentum has built around him. Yep. But that doesn't mean that's what it's going to be. No. In October, of course of not. Twenty twenty four, of course not, because you could, I mean we could potentially have up to one hundred and fifty plus million people again voting, and these polls are fifteen hundred people here, eighteen hundred people there. It's still a very very small sample size, but you try to pick up on a pattern or a trend, and you're starting to at least see these polls stockpiled up, where it's like, boy, if you're Biden, you you, you can't get much worse than it is right now, which well, is very fascinating. What do you guys think about the uh, the RFK factor? Because he's Monday. Monday he's going to make an announcement right here in Philadelphia. Yeah. So Well, there's a story out now that I think 63% of Americans would support a third party. So uh, there's you're yeah, right. He, he's he's going to be a factor. This is ripe for the third party. But it's going to really sting if he really does, like he says and many other people believe, that he takes votes away from Trump. Yeah, more than he does Biden. Of course he does. Yeah, so he's, there, there's so no doubt Trump, in my if, mind. If you're a Trump does. supporter. RFK's the enemy as well right now. Yeah, because he's he's the guy the guy that could spoil it for you. But if if there's not just him, if it's a no labels type guy like a Joe Manchin or right. what's that guy Don Larry Hogan, mm-hmm. um, if it's one of those guys that that takes votes away from Biden. So um, I don't know. I I think that that right now out of all the time in history, we're we're ripe for the mm-hmm. the third party, um, and third parties do. 
do matter. Just remember yeah. uh, Ross Perot. That's correct. Know? Jill Stein, you know, I know Trump supporters might, might not want to admit this, but right. Jill Stein, you know, helped. 2016. Helped in 2016. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I just think that third parties right now are, are, uh, are a very deadly force. And Cornell West... True. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Cornell. He's that's a, yeah. That's a, I, he I shows up. Yeah, three percent. We just played a clip of him yeah. like two days ago. Yep. I completely forgot about. <laughs> that's him. right. So yeah, no, I I, I think that he, uh, you know, he can he can put a little damper on Biden too. If 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 Biden if Biden is the nominee, right? And you think he might not be? I don't. I do not think he's going to be the nominee. Hasn't been sober. Says on Twitter. Doesn't Hunter pay fifty thousand dollars a month in rent? Maybe he should just move into public housing so he can pay his legal bills. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, he's, Hunter's got a lot of bills, man. A lot of bills, and they're definitely piling up. All right, 855-839-1210, the number. 746 right on the dot. Let's get to a Thursday installment of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on Thursday? Thursday. Wow. <laughs> it's brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo where relationships matter. Yes, the Donald J. Trump trial, fraud trial is going on right now in New York City. He showed up yesterday. Word is is that he's... He's gone now, though, right? He went, he went back to Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. 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 After lunch. I don't know. Did they have McDonald's again for lunch? Trump Force One, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, he likes the Dr. Pepper. Oh, he likes really? the Dr. Pepper, the chicken nuggets, and uh, was it the Big Mac he is? I gotta say, Dr. Pepper, very underrated soda. It really is. My dad loves Dr. Pepper. I, I am a big <laughs> Dr. Pepper fan. My, my old brand manager uh, at the sports station down the street used to pound Dr. Peppers in the office all day. <laughs> Every every two hours he's at the soda machine. Diet Dr Pepper. <laughs> Diet Dr Pepper. Bubba forty five says RFK does not hurt Trump at all. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. If you want to believe that? Go right ahead. Uh, AG uh, Letitia James, New York AG mm-hmm. Letitia James spoke yesterday after Trump's comments. Um, and she said this. This is cut one, Daniel. Trump's comments were offensive, they were baseless, they were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, and comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. Oh. This case was brought simply because... It was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. Mm, Political stunt? Okay, as in like running on that as your campaign and then coming out years later and then filing this. I would ask you, if Mr. Trump was not running for president, would this case be in your court? But boy, really strong stance there. And what did I say earlier this morning when we talked about the judge, uh, Judge Engamoron, um, presiding over this case and getting his limelight you know what that was right there 
that was that was her Marsha Clark moment. Mm-hmm. That was her moment about <laughs> you know we're going to look at the facts yeah. and we're going to uh, you know Mr. Simpson is just like any other citizen in the in in Los Angeles County in Brentwood, California. That was that was her Marsha Clark spotlight. That's what that was race baiting. Race baiting. Can we stop with the race oh. baiting? And he appeals to the bottom of society. Like, what? Why doesn't she just use the word deplorables? <laughs> What's she saying? But the the bizarre piece of this is that you know they pulled his business license, mm-hmm. and so I I just think what she just said right now she just said nothing. Yeah, that's that, what she said. Nothing. That was all style, really. No yeah, substance. No right substance. There. Correct. And everything Trump said was I'm I'm fighting for my business. Yeah. I'm, you know, and the and by the way, I still what nobody's talking about. I'm still looking through the case because. These charges, one of them originates from 2011. The statute of limitations has run out on. Oh yes. So I don't even. I don't really. I don't even think they have a case. I'm Mm -hmm. just being real. I I don't even understand how. I think that they're just trying to, you know, create the circus. She wants her day, like you said. But at the end of the day, this judge is. You know, I don't know how this judge actually says. Yeah, he he committed fraud when all the statutes have have run out and, and and nobody was defrauded nobody there are no there's no victim they're going to get the banks on there and the banks mm-hmm. going to go no he paid it back right they're going to get the people up there go yeah we all made money we were so where's at- the victim and by yeah. the way why doesn't she go after somebody what happened to 2008 yeah when we all suffered our entire economy yeah crash we had to bail out everybody and bail out those banks yeah. mm-hmm. how come she doesn't go after any of them yeah, go after all the banks that were giving people five hundred thousand right? dollar mortgages that couldn't afford yeah. more than 350 and and weren't those banks many of them based in new york city yeah. why doesn't she have to go heck if she's going back to 2011 go back mm-hmm. to 2007 it's amazing how many prosecutors that are going after trump at local levels in communities or counties or municipalities that don't prosecute crimes in their city in general yet they boy when they get the chance to go for trump all of a sudden they turn into jack yeah. McCoy from Law and Order. <laughs> Remarkable. I think ultimately this case gets thrown out. Well, they already said 80% of it is is basically going to get tossed on statute of limitations alone. Yeah. So they're only sitting there with about 20% that they can work with. And if Trump's legal team is, is half as bright as I hope they'll be, they should be able to hack and chop away at some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that there's not there's like there's 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 nothing here and and like this is the first the problem is is this is the first mm-hmm. one to go to trial right, right? yep I'm and, I'm correct in that right this is the first thing that's to go to trial that's correct this is so, so this is the first foot they're putting forward yes we've had in ra- we've had indictments mm-hmm. we've had arraignments um, but this is the first not, actual trial in the legal process not smart. Not a good, not not a good move. If mm-hmm. you're, you know what I mean. Like this is because this yeah. just this is this smells of flimsy and you never want to be the first one up, right? Yeah. It's like you know when you replace a legend, you never want to be the person that replaces a legend. You want to be the person that replaced that replaced the legend, like because it's a tough act to follow. So I mean, I guess these other judges or these other uh, prosecutors, you know, in in some regards, you know, they 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 they're going to get a chance to kind of see what she's doing wrong and avoid this and i what i would say to fanny willis or any other prosecutor especially ones that can be televised or there'll be cameras and photos if i were you i would keep it as business as usual as possible do not make it a sideshow because then your credibility comes into question uh mike opelka is on the uh youtube chat he says judge made a summary judgment ahead of the trial it has to be appealed and trump's people filed that appeal yesterday mm-hmm. yes i reported that 
I reported that. Maybe he just tuned in, but I did report that oh, earlier in the news. Thank yeah. you, Dawn. Surprised the Polka's not out hitting a six iron right now into a nice green. Um, by the way, if you're watching right now, youtube.com slash at 1210 please hit the like button. We're only at 88 likes right now, and like... You know, a lot more than 88 people are watching. <laughs> and by the way, the so. New York Appeals Court also, that's why Ivanka's name is not, they dismissed the part about Ivanka Trump as defendant. Mm-hmm. So they threw that out and decided that the statute of limitations would prevent her from uh, suing for alleged fraud. So Letitia James, that is. Okay. So there, there, the appeals court, what I'm saying is, every single time, because they, they keep filing the, these appeals, Every time they file the appeals, to my knowledge, they've won. So um, that's a good you. sign. Uh, apologies, Daniel, but I am. Oh, by the way, Dan- Daniel wants to weigh in on something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Daniel, you're. Whoa. Ooh. Your thoughts on. Daniel Do- blowing his horn. Your thoughts on Dr. Pepper, Daniel? It's heinous. Why is he so. <laughs> Why are you in the bathroom? Wow. Right, we got to get rid of him. I don't know what happened there. What is going on? <laughs> you know these guys that always come on, they, 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 like they're like, what's up? Uh, uh, no, no. That's because they're back in the closet I know. booth where I used to be for years, by we're, the way. God, you used to be back there? Mm-hmm. She, she oh, that's there. right. Yeah. Then yeah. I came out of the closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was in. she was in a room. Behind you, you couldn't even see her. Yeah. I mean, it's like a little can, closet. You can barely oh, see yeah. her now. But it was, <laughs> Dawn, Dawn came out of the closet saying this. Oh, oh it's down. Again. Oh, it's down. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I should. am woke, mother, <laughs> and I love it. Dawn loves her newfound wokeness. Wow. Not <laughs> between that pot being down. Daniel sounded like he's in a bathroom. Just, must must be Friday. Let's <laughs> let's pretend the last three minutes didn't happen. Um, How long's your delay for your dump? <laughs> I'm skipping around, Daniel, so I apologize for this. Um, but remember Cassidy Hutchinson? Oh yes. Mm. Uh, the January sixth uh, the, 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 the defendant, or yeah, the one who said, yeah, I heard from a book. guy. I heard from a guy who had a guy Pearson. who said that Trump in the in the Beast. Like was choking, jumped forward and was choking a guy yeah. in the car. Oh yeah. Uh, well, she wrote a book, and she's out on a book tour. Well, of course. So Ooh. you always take somebody seriously when they go on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. That's where I get my news. So uh, look, if you want to be taken seriously, sweetheart, um, uh, don't laugh uncontrollably when Jimmy Kimmel asks how often Trump throws ketchup at the wall. <laughs> Cut fourteen. I, uh, you know, it's, it's important for the country to hear the truth. How often did the president throw ketchup at the wall? <laughs> this was a regular, really this this was a regular occurrence? It's like he would launch the ketchup. <laughs> so, he, Donald Trump has a, I don't know if you know this or if anybody is, this is, I don't maybe people know, he does have a, very potent fear of being poisoned. Did not know he, he had a fear of being poisoned. <laughs> well, now you do. Uh-huh. I have fear too. So he uses and prefers the small Heinz glass ketchup bottle because uh-huh. he likes to hear his valet, whoever is serving him his meal, he likes to hear the pop when really? you. Really? That's why? Yeah. I thought it was because his hands this. were so little, it seemed like, <laughs> like a real ketchup bottle. That was, that's for poisoning, huh? Do you think he got this fear of being poisoned from all the ex-wives, or where did? <laughs> or is it Russia? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Russia's poisoning him. <laughs> yeah. This is sense, though. No, so he. Uh, but 
Yeah, sometimes it would happen once or twice a week, sometimes more. There sometimes would be a week or so lull, but then there would be a bad news story. But it wasn't just launching the food and the plates and the porcelain at the wall. It was also sometimes just flipping the when tablecloth. Breaking news, the writers have just gone back on strike after a terrible segment. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, a, a lot to unpack there. I was abort wondering. Abort mission! Abort mission! Yes, yeah, so let's, go, let's go dark until the holidays. <laughs> um, I was wondering if it was Heinz or Hunt's, which is the lesser of the two, if it was the glass jar, the plastic bottle, maybe even the little red bottle that you squeeze mm, in like you get yeah. at a concession stand, yep, yep. or if it was ketchup packets. Because mm-hmm. the ketchup packets, you know, they explode on the wall, too. Yep. But it's a little different than mustard. I was just going to mustard, and then you've got ketchup. I was just going to say Trump likes ketchup, right? Right. DeSantis likes mustard. Uh, Ron, what would you prefer? Mustard. Uh, Donald, your thoughts? Uh, your thoughts on mustard as opposed to ketchup? How does that sound? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sounds bad. Um, yeah. Look, I. You know, she made some very serious allegations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make these serious allegations, don't take this book to late night comedy shows. Yeah, that's my only. I I just mm-hmm. I get it, you know. The publisher yeah. wants you to sell books. Yeah. I get it. And of course, the little slipping of uh, Russia. But like, it know? just it's a, a like you're not helping anything no. by doing this. No, and it's just it's it just it just reeks of publicity. I I don't want to say the other word because yeah. you know I don't you know it's a female thing. So right, I don't right. Want to say that, but maybe or, don't. Yeah, but maybe don't. Get well. No, but you know the 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 most significant piece of this is that she never. In my humble opinion, if you're going to have you know, the January 6th or any kind of investigation into anything, to have a hearsay witness, and that's what she is, in any normal court of law, she never would have made it in because yeah. it's all hearsay. Correct. She never was in the beast, in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. She's literally going, yeah, a guy told me that another guy mm-hmm. told him, you know, and then Secret Service comes out and says, what? that." That's impossible. Never, never could have happened. Think about the logistics of Trump in a vehicle. And then as far as the catch up, he threw like a thing against the wall. That was, again, she never witnessed anything. She was never a first person eyewitness. And so she is invalidated right there. And so that's why I think she's sitting there giggling like a smacked, you know what, (laughs) because she's not a witness at all. She's... She's now pimping her book, yep. and she's a liar. That is true. I tell you what, so I, I thought reading was dead in America, but apparently the book tour is a hot thing. I, I, I got to start start working on my memoir. Yeah. Yeah, I got to like, fill up 300 pages with these. I write big takes that are seven pages a day. <laughs> I don't even need anybody to publish it. I'll write it myself. <laughs> um, Chapter 7, Bourbon. Well, maybe you could get... <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you could get if you maybe you were bitten by one of the Biden dogs or something. You could sell sell a book. I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? Commander. Yeah. Oh, poor Commander. Oh, they bought. They bit another one, right? Yeah. What is happening? I wait, know. wait, wait. There's an. Did I miss another one? Because the last one was Commander, and I think it was the uh, bite eleven. No, there. No, now it's the tw- at least. Tw- oh I don't my know, god. They're saying more. And Dude. the thing about the sad thing is the one, the older dog, and they remember they came out and said, oh, he died. Mm-hmm. It's like, he died in what? Iraq. He died in Iraq. No, he would. They euthanize. I I will bet you money. They, and they won't answer the questions. Did yeah. they euthanize him? You think Joe fabricates the uh, the communities that his dogs have been in as well? 
You think Commander was like a big, uh, a big, uh, a big bully on the block in the Puerto Rican community of Delaware? Gosh. <laughs> With corn pop. I, I had a shepherd that was big in Scranton. Not a joke. Uh, Dawn reported this yesterday, but we have the sound. This is from Fox 29. Forgive me, Dawn, if you played this in your show yesterday, but uh, this is DA Larry Krasner uh, talking about the rioters and the looters and what their penalties are going to be or their punishments are going to be. And he said this. This is courtesy of Fox 29, cut three. I'm not going to let any judge disturb the peace of this city. The DA calls it individual justice and says everyone involved in the looting will be looked at on a case-by-case basis. We'll look carefully to see whether this is a one-off situation and they're fundamentally law-abiding people, hold them accountable one way, or whether they are criminals and they're all about taking advantage. You know, in normal times, that's a very sound, um, logical conclusion that a DA should make. We're going to look at past history. If you have a clean record, no rap sheet. Everybody does, yes. Oh, of course. But in this day and age, when the criminals or the looters, whether they have 13 priors or they've never done anything wrong, but they found this as an opportunity, you and you have every right as a prosecutor to set a precedent yep. and to go after people and, and put a message out to the community through the media, through your actions, that this will not be tolerated. Yeah. We can't afford to have businesses closing up. We can't afford to have CVSs and Targets and Walgreens shutting down because then, see, what I don't think a lot of people realize is you lose some of these businesses in rough area communities. The people that live, sadly, in those communities that are law-abiding citizens, they're the ones that end up being punished. It, let's just say you are a minority and you're elderly and you live in a rough area and you're on 13 different medicines and you have a CVS that's closed up in your rough area that you used to walk seven blocks to that's gone now. Those are the people that end up being punished yep. for the, the looting and rioting of a select yep. few. Yeah, I, I, the, problem, the problem with him saying this, and, and I agree with you that like, that's, how we should, that's how we should look at every case. Yep. But the problem is, is that what he means by this is that like, if they were, you know, yep. if, if they had a childhood or they came up in a systematically racist society, that they should get a free pass on this and be let out of jail. Mm-hmm. Totally that's agree. that's what he means. It's not prior histories. Correct. It's 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 how can I exploit this and make this uh, and you know let's get to the root problem of why people are looting in Philadelphia. Absolutely, people correct. are looting in Philadelphia because there's no freaking law. Right. Yep. Criminals are not stupid. Yep. They might be a little dumb, but they're not <laughs> stupid. Uh, President Joe Biden got tongue tied yesterday trying to recite the name of a student loan forgiveness website. Oh, the telepr- teleprompter wins again. Uh, providing information on a new plan to help <laughs> save borrowers money. As payment resumed this month during it Wednesday on a new education department initiative to lower monthly costs to student loan borrowers, uh, Biden couldn't seem to recite the website's URL for the teleprompter. <laughs> this is cut 13. You can sign up for the SAVE plan at studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Studentaid-gov slash studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Got it? Anyway, what the hell did he say? It doesn't matter what it's called. Just, go- just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? One more time. Yes. One more time here. Let's try and uh, let's try and piece this together. You can sign up for the Save Plan at studentaid.gov slash save. Studentaid.gov slash studentaid.gov slash save. Got it. Gov, dove, slove, slove, save Haiti. 
Anyway. I'm, I'm trying to save you money, folks. Take yeah. the time to look at it. Whatever. Yeah. It, it I can't matter. be bothered with it. It doesn't matter. Um, so, good luck finding that website. Exactly. Uh, Jim Jordan was on a radio program yesterday, and he says that he would accept the gavel as speaker if the Republican conference decided to select him. Cut to... Let's suppose the conference does get together and makes that decision as you just described and comes together, and hypothetically they say the person we need to lead us now is Jim Jordan. Would you accept that leadership? Um, Again, yeah, if the conference conference decides, that's their decision, but... Um, and that's how I think it has to be. That's how it has to be. Yeah, Jim Jordan. Well, I mean, he's he's saying that if 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 nominated, mm-hmm. or if they decide it, do you think do, it. do you think his heart is really because we've we've had conflicting that's stories now? You know, it's uh, I'm not interested, and then it was I'm considering it. Then he pens the letter, and I have the, I have the full letter if you if you want me to read it. It's it's pretty long though. Um, where did I put it? Of course, I can't find it now. But yeah, he posted a a, a a little thing on Twitter yesterday with a screenshot of his official penned letter stating his intentions. Which again, to me, he was number one. I gave you my two uh, two days ago. Number one, Jim Jordan, fifty nine out of Ohio, and Byron Donalds. That really kind of fell off the last twenty four hours or so. The forty four year old from Florida. But those were my top two. I, actually, you could argue in the last twenty four hours, we've heard more stuff with Trump floated out there. Then we have Byron Donalds. That thing kind of really cooled off. Uh, Charlotte on the YouTube chat says, I love Jim, but we need him on those committees. Yeah. Well, what, what, what do you find more important? Him him setting the tone for the house completely and, you know. Yeah, I know. Like, everybody poo-poos the, the, the speaker of the house. It was like, well, you know, it's, do we really need a speaker? Like, it's fine. The government will go on. Agreed mm-hmm. on on all of those, but they're yeah. they're they're third in line to the presidency. Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's an important a, job. That's a very important job. It's like arguing, do we really need an offensive coordinator? Yes, you need an <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah, you might have your quarterback, but somebody's got to call the stinking plays. Yeah, but Come it's it, it's a consuming job. It is, and it's and we now maybe maybe what just happened this week shows us what a pain in the neck it is, and there's a lot of drama, but it's important that somebody has to keep you know keep the rudder you know. In a row and straight mm-hmm. and on the on the right path, right. and so the, you know, you keep you only hear Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise, Senator Scalise, uh, you know, has blood cancer, yeah, and that's why he put the the that high surgical mask on mm-hmm. afterwards because he, you know, yeah, and God it's bless a serious him. cancer. You know, hopefully he's fine, but yeah. we can't we can't we we can't be talking about the Diane Feinstein's of the world, the John Fetterman's of the world, the Mitch McConnell's. The Joe Bidens, the Pelosi's, um, and I'm going to throw Scalise in here. You know, he's obviously not at 100% with his health. We have enough people that are not functioning at the level yeah. we need them to. With all due respect to his battle, um, there are, I think, even if he was healthy, I would argue that there are better options. I, I think it has to be somebody that everybody likes, and Steve Scalise, I, I do think it's it's almost like a prom king thing type thing coronation right i i just think that he's he's so well he's beloved and so you need you do need somebody and jim jordan too but i think what we've learned is you can't have mccarthy was just he was hated by it only took eight you yeah. know think about that and that's a m- minority of republicans but yeah. it only took the four, eight four percent of the total people right mm-hmm. and so huh 
you know, like everybody always says about radio, it's like, oh, I can get on there. I can just talk. Uh-huh, you know yeah. what I mean? I have a lot of opinions. I can just talk. No, yeah. th- there's actually a science to what we do. Yes. So this this thing where you're like it's like let's just nominate anybody for this. There's a science to being the speaker of the house. Like you have to be able to, you know, uh, gather your mm-hmm. you know, like like there's a it there's a job that's very taxing. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, say about her what you will. She was very good at that job for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Very good at yep. it. So like you need almost and Don said this yesterday and I agree with you. You you need almost like that alpha male there and. Pelosi was that alpha male mm-hmm. yep. uh, that can that can do this job well. Well, and, I think that's Jim, why people mention Trump, and I think Jim Jordan's got is an alpha male. I think both of your points on Byron Donalds and Jim Jordan, I think they would be very good in that job. That's correct. Um, but but the two top contenders we're hearing mm-hmm. yeah, are Scalise and Jordan. I know. But you know, you talk about being an alpha. Yeah, I don't think anybody would ever classify um, Kevin McCarthy as an exactly. alpha. Exactly, he that came off a, to yes. me very beta. Yep. So I agree with that. I agree with that. Shout out that's, to all the beta males listening. That's why he's not? That's why he's not there. Uh, yesterday there was a Senate Commerce Committee hearing on the FAA. Uh, Gina Commerce Secretary Gina Romando was on the. I guess you could call it Stan. She was being questioned. Right. Um, this is the there was a lot of uh, this about uh the chips act and what you know went in went into this this is uh let's start with jd vance who is questioning her on the chips fund receipt and if they have to show us a workforce plan for equity oh equity so if you want some you want some money mm-hmm. for this act yep you need to show us your equity that's right uh cut four so, so being mindful of time, Secretary yeah, Mondo, I, 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 I want to I want to point to a particular set of implementation criteria that, in light of the admitted labor shortage, gives me con- some some concerns. So, uh, one of one of the administrative directives says that applicants to chips funding must quote develop an equity strategy, in concert with their partners to create equitable workforce pathways for economically disadvantaged individuals in their region. Uh, additionally, applicants must recruit from diverse sources of talent and, quote, set and publicly communicate goals for workplace diversity. Now, I note, of course, that creating these diversity mandates within a company uh, actually requires additional cost. You have to hire diversity consultants. You have to hire additional human resources people. And so I I guess I'm struggling to make sense of the fact that we apparently have a shortage of skilled labor to manufacture chips on the one hand, and yet the Secretary of Commerce is telling people that they can only hire the people who check the right diversity boxes. That doesn't make a ton of sense. And it seems to be counterproductive to the goal of bringing this industry back to the United States in the first place. So first of all, there are no mandates. Second of all, it's completely consistent. What would you call it, Secretary Secretary Mondo, when the Secretary of Commerce says... You must do this in order to receive funding. If it's not a mandate, what is it? What it is is that we are telling them they have to show us a workforce plan, Mm -hmm. and we need to evaluate that plan. They have to show us a workforce plan in order to receive money from the federal government, and that is the definition of a mandate. You must do X in order to receive Y dollars. Yep. Everything that diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, touches is guaranteed to give you less than the mm-hmm. best possible candidate. Yeah. Th- this this is why meritocracy and capitalism 
will always be the way to go. The best people get the best jobs, the most qualified, the most hardworking, not based on how you look, not based on what sex you want to be referred to as or what sex you're attracted to or where country you're from. Give it to the best people regardless of any identity politics. And I love that they there's actually people out there. And by the way, big J.D. Vance fan, 39 years old from Ohio. Um, but I would say this. There's actually people called diversity consultants. If there's a, because the consultant industry is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that. Um, very sport, lucrative, too. Yeah, I've always thought sports radio consultants are the biggest waste of money you could ever spend <laughs> until I realized there are diversity consultants. Radio consultants. So we, we have people out there. Oh, yeah, sorry. radio in general. No, you're <laughs> right. Um, yeah, let's bring in somebody from Phoenix to tell you how to run a sports station yep. in Philadelphia, because that makes sense. Uh, you're not playing promos properly. Yeah. Uh, you're going too long here. Uh, you're Less not saying call- Callers yeah, and uh, more yeah. guests. Okay, so we, somebody's actually going to show up and evaluate your organization, collect a check for ten grand, do a ninety-minute presentation, and say you're not diverse enough. Mm. I scaled the. I, I looked through the hallways. Too many white people. Too many white people. Uh, Commerce Secretary Romando also insists that broadband providers must act against climate change to receive federal support. Broadband internet climate change. Gotcha. Uh, this is Eric Schmidt doing the question in Cut 8. Acceptable. I brought it up when I was there. Uh, it's more than concerning. Okay. Um, I just want to uh, switch things up a little bit with the remaining time that I have as it relates to the BEAD program. Senator Vance asked uh, a couple of questions in this regard. Um, what does climate change have to do with broadband? <laughs> climate change has to do with everything. Of course. Tell me your exact question. Well, I'll be happy to. Uh, you ask, you, you have climate change requirements um, and that uh, the NOFU states eligible entities must account not only for current climate-related risks, but also for how the frequency, severity, and nature of these extreme events may plausibly evolve as our climate continues to change over the coming decades. Can you tell me yeah. anywhere, anywhere, though, Madam Secretary, anywhere where Congress has put into law that you would require them to mitigate climate change? Can you point to that section? Congress requires us to be good stewards of taxpayer money. That's not my question. To be accountable. Where, where are you drawing that authority from? we have to fund from? projects that will be successful. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll waste money. So I understand you might think it's important. I understand Joe Biden might think it's important. But Congress hasn't actually said that's a requirement. But you want us to fund projects that will be successful. And if climate events prevent success... How, or- does, how does deploying broadband in Branson, Missouri, have anything to do with your climate agenda? I'll give you a great example. Well, no, but for example, Senator, I talk to people all the time, including in, in rural places who tell me that due to climate events, uh, their current technology doesn't work, like they don't have the Internet when there's a storm. So climate very definitely affects the effectiveness of certain okay. technology to provide you, the Internet to people. Yeah, I can My tell you, having just been elected by a state with a large rural population, uh, they're interested in their kids being able to access the Internet for homework. He's from his Okay, that's They're the not interested in your social experiments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just in the line of Senator Vance's question about, you know, injecting identity politics into your applications, uh, respectfully, how about we just deploy the broadband so people can access the Internet? Yeah. Well, your state will receive $1.7 billion, and your governor will be providing us with a plan for how uh, he feels it should be invested. So, okay, but- Sen- Senator Markey. Thank you. Good God. 
If I was paid to cover that as my job, I would have probably taken about 13 Tylenol and taken a swig out of a flask just to get through that. Um, so basically what they are saying is uh, the Biden administration wants to take away some of your broadband, dial you back to the DSL days or the dial-up days so that your Xbox will lag uh, in order to protect the environment with climate change. Because every climate change affects everything, folks. Like this camera in my studio, climate change affects it. Everything is connected to climate change. Everything's also connected to racism. That's what we realized with this administration. Well, I didn't know that a, a storm, because I think we've had storms for for since the beginning of time. I think so. Right. I haven't confirmed that. So I'm still looking for a second source. She's saying, oh, a storm could knock out your power, which affects your internet mm-hmm. service. Right. I didn't know that that was under the under the headline of climate change. So we're, we're worried about broadband, yet how many times during the pandemic did we realize how many um, communities in big urban cities didn't even have internet access? Like, why don't right. we worry about getting kids actual internet access so they can yeah. learn before we start worrying about any scale backs on broadband? What's next? Fiber optic causes cancer? These people are just out of their mind. It's all about money, fear, and yeah. control. And look, I get it. The climate is changing. But at the rate with the alarmism that these nut jobs perpetuate, give me a break. Uh, Did everybody get the alert on their phone yesterday at 2.20 p.m.? And you you could silence it, so you didn't have to sit through it. So I was at the dentist, and it went off, and it was like, beep, and then I just hit boom. Well, during this hearing that we have been playing uh, clips from uh, with the Commerce Secretary, uh, Ted Cruz's phone went off in the middle... (laughs) And this, is how, this is how that sounded, cut nine. Yes, we rely on these chips for consumer electronics and cars, but they're also in just about every... <laughs> <laughs> the following. Look at him looking at his phone. Yep. Hit the button. Your time is up, we have an emergency in semiconductors. So that's how that sounded yesterday. I mean, the man saved AM radio in cars, I and agree, this is the yes. thanks he gets. I know. He gets cut off by the emergency alert system. It's just a shame. Him and Ed Markey. There's a reason. There's a reason why you're still going to hear us in cars down the road years down the line. So we've talked a lot because of everything that's happened with uh, former Speaker McCarthy and Matt Gates. We've heard a lot about the ethics investigations that have gone on into uh, uh, into Matt Gates. So this is this is an interesting uh, piece of audio from. Uh, a Republican, nonetheless. This is this is a Republican senator, Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma. Okay. He claims. Well, let me just play it, and I I want to see your response. To, I want to hear your now. Mind you, this isn't a Democrat. This is a Republican mm-hmm. from from Oklahoma. So my guess is is he's pretty conservative. I would guess my sister's married to a Republican from Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a pretty conservative state. A little bit, yeah. Uh, cut fifteen. This is about Matt Gates. Cut fifteen. You got to think about this guy. Um, this is a guy that didn't have that the media didn't give a time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. And there's a reason why no one in the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the house floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with. He'd brag about how he would uh, crush ED medicine and 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 chase it with 
um, with an energy drink so he could go all night. This is obviously before you got married. And so when that accusation came out, no one defended him, and then no one on the media would give him a time of the day. All of a sudden, he found fame because he opposed the Speaker of the House back in November, and he's always stayed there. And he's not. he was never going to leave until he got this last moment of fame by, saying, by, by going after a motion to vacate. Wait, he's talking about Matt Gates here. Yes. Matt Gates crushing ED pills and chasing them with monster now, energy. Don't drinks? you remember? I said I qual everything that I said. I put this up front because they started the reinvestigation of him okay. about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Because there were horrible, horrible allegations that were made. Right. And then we heard. Then we heard that that was like human sex trafficking, and all we heard was seventeen-year-old girls and blah 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 blah. Then the then we heard, oh, no, 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 he was exonerated. The feds decided not to charge him. And in fact, it was some kind of an extortion thing mm-hmm. because with his rich dad. And then it went away for a bit. Right. Well, let's but keep, this let's, has let's, been floating out there. So the important yeah. piece of this is, and I did say this up front this week, the important piece of this is, did Matt Gates do all of this, saying a lot of things about the budget that everybody could agree with, but was all of this to get ahead of mm-hmm. what he knows is coming right. because they've been investigating him. But we also know that we can't trust the feds. But if the feds arrive at the conclusion that a Republican didn't do anything wrong in this weaponized world against Republicans that we're living in, is it fair to take the feds at face value that he's been exonerated and, and there's nothing there's nothing here to look at, nothing to see here? Because it feels like to me, if there was... And this guy's a very, you know, let's call it what it is. Gates is very bombastic. Yeah, he's a headline. He's a soundbite. Um, if there was something, don't you think that they would see it through and make it stick? He had a buddy who ran this whatever app or or, or ran a business mm-hmm. with um, escorts. And so the, the allegation was that Gates was a regular customer. Okay. And so I think my what I inferred from the whole thing, this was... Obviously, like the senator or the congressman just said, this was before he was married and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, he was still in his like thirties, and um, the what I inferred from it was that he he was a patron of a dating in air you know air quotes service that he did not know was hiring underage girls. That was I think that was the the bottom line because they were ultimately saying you no know, he wanted underage da, 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 they didn't prove that mm-hmm. but re this summer the house ethics committee reopened this because of some revelations and they were quiet they were it was reported okay and so they have been investigating all of this by the way uh, matt gates responded in a statement he mm-hmm. says i don't think mark wayne mullen and i have said 20 words to each other on the house floor this is a lie from someone who doesn't know me and who is coping with the death of the political career of his friend kevin thoughts and prayers he then <laughs> put at the end of it so i don't know he's it's referring just- he's refer but he's referring to videos yeah and does somebody have the videos yeah that i mean They've been investigating him like all summer. Yep. Well, it's very interesting to me, and that that gentleman uh, that said that was very careful with his words because yes. if, if you notice, he said, "Now this was before he was married." Yep. He was very careful mm. to not say anything that he doesn't know to be true. Right. And if you're just spouting wild accusations, you're not really caring about whether you're good point. You know, pissing off Mrs. Gates. Yes. 
Yes. You totally, know what I mean? Totally so agree. I don't know. I just, you know, there is, there's a lot of, and it's not just people on the left who are saying this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I would say, are conservative mm-hmm. Republicans saying this. Now, yeah. now look, could they, could they all be, you know, have their panties in a wad because, uh, uh, you know, ke- they ousted Kevin McCarthy, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a very real possibility, but I don't know. Or was this somebody who knew this was under investigation, knew there were some alleged new revelations, and so did all of this so he can now say, Oh, see, they're coming after me because right. of what I just did. Yeah. Or, you know, was it was it a plan? Was it a game plan to do that? Mm-hmm. Because he knew that they were investigating and that they had some videos or tangible evidence. I don't know. I don't have the answers. Right. Uh, but it, you know, it's curious because I think whatever investigation is happening, it's it's still to come. Very true. Uh, all right. Let's get back to uh, making fun of the Biden administration. That's what we do uh, best around here. Kareem Jean-Pierre. Uh, had pr- had a problem. We we played for you earlier. Uh, Biden not being able to uh, say his own website. Um, this is Corrine Jean Pierre trying to pronounce the tyranny. Tyranny. Cut eleven. We will continue to take actions to support Ukraine in their fight for freedom against tyranny, and to curb Iran's destabilizing activities in the region and beyond. Stop reading. Tyranny. Tyranny. Ty- tyranny. And wow. she's um. I'm not going to get beyond that. She's not going to get beyond that. It's just, just the dumbest. I know. This is, I'm telling you, this is hands down the worst public speaking administration in the history of American politics. She is the hands down the worst. Yeah. I mean, like I, I've ne- she's a she's a terrible spokesperson. Say what you will about Saki. Right. She was very good at that yes. job. Very sharp. Yeah. She, Corinne Jean-Pierre is just, she's terrible at That's that job. True. Terrible. You've got her. Tyranny. You've got Joe, you've got Kamala. They're a disaster. We're the adults in the room. We're right. the, we're the grown-up party. Yes. Okay. Then, Amer- imagine if, like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders had said tyranny. Oh, my God. Well, right? That would have been to- that would have been a Saturday Night Live skit. Everybody would have made fun of it. Actually, Don, I'm so glad you brought that up because those two clips that we played, you know, now all the late-night shows are back now. Instead of interviewing Cassidy Hutchinson for a book that nobody's going to buy. <laughs> Um and a segment that 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 was that was basically as boring as watching paint dry. <laughs> Why not do some bits on Joe Biden trying to say this? Uh, yeah, say this website uh-huh. or or Corinne Jean Pierre mispronouncing tyranny because she's obviously reading from a binder. They're, they are a walking parody bit. Like you, we, we always say in this business, you know, we look for things and people that are good for content. Yes, it, like Trump is content. Uh, you know, Biden is content. Like this administration is content for everybody. If you have a sliver of a sense of humor and personality. By the way, we're probably the only show that is bringing up that Matt Gates, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, soundbite. Yeah, with Mark Wayne Allen. So, so like, spare me this whole thing of like we. No, I I just want to go where the where the interesting content is. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm not here to protect anybody. Exactly. Uh, she also says that funding. Ukraine is important to the American people. Mm. Cut 12. Uh, to make sure that to, that commitment to Ukraine was there, he wants to continue it. And this is important to the American people. This is important for our nation to continue that support to Ukraine. We, it, is, it is a direct connection. Let me ask you guys a question. This yeah. is, I'm, I'm not being facetious here. Do you think if you pull the majority of Americans, I don't mean people who are listening to us right now. I mean the majority of Americans. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would say... 
that they agree with funding the war in Ukraine? The mass population. I uh, to be honest, I think it's I think it's pretty close to a coin flip. Do you? I do. Um, it doesn't mean those that agree with funding it are correct, and it doesn't mean those that are at a point of hey, what's our exit strategy and how much longer is this going to last are completely against providing some sort of protection in you know in fear of Russia becoming and rising up to what they're trying to become again. But it's, you know, when you see the disregard for America and you see American last policies, while well, Ukraine comes first and foremost before people in East Palestine or in Hawaii, that's what gets under people's skin. Oh, they got money for this, but they don't have money for that. I'm guessing I would say it's, I'll say slightly more people are for it than against like like, like 54 46 yes do if you, i had to throw a number to it you really think that that it's that much more huh? sadly i do dawn i don't know <laughs> i agree it's a radio show what, what do you mean i don't know i agree it's not an option here we're having hey. a conversation <laughs> well Susie cool just i'm oh, just stop 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 <laughs> Pay attention to the freaking show. I was busted by the teacher. Oh, my God. The teacher uh, called on me. I, 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 Sorry. I, I genuinely think there are probably slightly more. And like, I don't think we see, we don't see the Ukraine flag in people's yards on their porch as much as we used to, much like the BLM stuff. So I think it kind of ran its course a little bit. But, I mean, when I've got, like, and I know it's just one publication, but it's many else out there as well. Like, I don't need the Ukrainian flag on the New York Post. I don't like I don't need to see America on the left and Ukraine on the right. Like we're some now all of a sudden like we're we're dual nations and we're partners. Right. Much like I don't need to see the Canadian flag or the Mexican flag. Like, I'm sorry, this is the New York Post. And of all public, I would expect the Inquirer to put the Ukraine flag on their paper, not the New York Post. I think that in certain communities like in Philadelphia, I think a lot of Philadelphians think you know what, what? 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 Why are we giving more billions of dollars? Like, when does it end? Right. And so I think it's, initially we were all like, "Hoorah! This is amazing!" Mm-hmm. When Elon Musk with his Starlink and you know wouldn't let the yeah. wouldn't let them you know shut off their communication and everybody was all in. But now as it drags on, and at the same time we are all dragged down by Bidenomics and yep. this kind of horrible economy i think people are weary of this Mm -hmm. and wary of it and then just yesterday i was reading that you know as far as Zelensky, because he's been hailed as this hero he actually prays there's like a not he pray there's a nazi like on his cabinet or whatever or so Uh, yeah and i'm like what yep and i didn't even i just read that yesterday and Mm -hmm. i thought whoa (laughs) You know, so I think you start hearing the detail of because mm-hmm. Ukraine is not a democracy and they don't have right. free speech. Yeah. And, you know, we knew they were corrupt back when Trump had that perfectly legal. Remember the, the perfectly legal conversation um, that sparked his impeachment mm-hmm. inquiry. But we knew that they were shady yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And so you, where's all the transparency with well, where's all the money going? Here's the other thing, too. You, you look at the way the Biden administration withdrew from Afghanistan. They got eviscerated for that, and rightfully so, because it was disgraceful the way they got out once Trump left and they bailed on that whole you know situation, that project, that war, whatever you want to call it. 
I almost feel like now they have looked at those that do support their decision to be in Ukraine as like basically saying, hey, we can't we can't withdraw again and look bad a second time. Republicans killed us for leaving Afghanistan. Now we're going to have some of those on the left that are going to vilify us if we bail on Ukraine um, and we don't act as hard as we should against Russia. So I think they're looking at it from a, from a PR standpoint as well with those who support the decision. The last thing I want to play this morning before we get to Dawn's Big Three, uh, unless she's texting, um, uh, is... is <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in trouble with the teacher. I have a question for you guys. So yeah. last... A few days ago, we had the conversation about that journalist here in Philadelphia from the Inquirer or whatever who, who was killed. Mm-hmm. And... I went off on a rant because, you know, it seemed like after he died, all of these, uh, you know, uh, Twitter warriors were going after him and yep. calling him, uh, you know, well, he didn't support the, he, you know, he didn't support the Second Amendment and he was a social justice warrior and yep. he, you know, he wasn't hard on crime and this, that, and the other. And I was basically like, stop dunking on people yep. who went, you know, who just died. Right. You know, let the family grieve for God's sake. Marty Barron. He is an American journalist who, and, and he was the editor of the Washington Post from 2012 till 2021. He okay. just wrote a book. Uh, it's called The Collision of Power. In the book, they talk about a Washington Post reporter who was, uh, suspended because after Kobe Bryant died, oh, yeah. an hour after Kobe Bryant died, she tweeted a uh, an article from the Daily Beast about uh, Kobe Bryant's the rape rape allegations, yeah, I remember that. and he suspended her for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Tapper, to his credit, brings this up to uh, Marty Barron, and I want to get your opinion on what you think what you think was the right call for okay. this. This is cut sixteen, Daniel Felicia Sanmas, uh, a former Post reporter who was highly critical of the Post's. A paper the leadership um and you're critical of uh how often she tweeted and i don't want to get into that and your social media policies because i certainly understand where you're coming from but there's one specific instance that i think you're wrong just over an hour after tmz reported that los angeles lakers legend kobe bryant died she tweeted a link to a daily beast story titled quote kobe bryant's disturbing rape case the dna evidence the accuser story and the half confession and you objected to that. Uh, she was put on administrative leave while the Post investigated if she had violated the company's social media policy. In your book, you describe being livid over her tweet. First of all, I can't think of anything more journalistic in the sense that we are the ones that are supposed to bring up the most uncomfortable truths to the public than that tweet. And second of all, I bet there were millions of rape survivors and sexual assault survivors that saw her tweet and thought, Thank God somebody out there is speaking for me. Sure. Look, I mean, uh, we when we have done obituaries on uh, controversial people, we always bring up their moments of dishonor. We discuss that. We report on that. But we also assign certain people to do those kinds of stories. We don't expect anybody in the newsroom to decide to throw out commentary as they wish, whenever they wish, and whatever manner they wish. And so, of course, we were going to deal with those rape allegations in the obituary that we were writing. Uh, She decided to put out a tweet less than an hour after it had been confirmed by uh, the Associated Press. The death of Kobe Bryant had been confirmed by the Associated Press. She wasn't involved in the story. We didn't ask her to be involved in the story. And and we took great care, and we take great care in our coverage of sensitive issues to write those stories in a sensitive way uh, and to decide when we're going to publish it. 
We can't have any one of a thousand people on our staff decide, taking, on, on, taking responsibility themselves to say how we should cover a particular story. We assign particular reporters to do it. They have editors, and they're the ones who make those judgments. Right, but unless you're just going to ban everybody on your staff from tweeting and social media posts yes. completely, oh, sorry. I, don't, I still just don't understand what she did wrong. I mean, look, I'm from Philadelphia, okay? Kobe Bryant went to Lower Marion High School. His dad coached at my high school, girls' varsity basketball. I want to believe the myth about Kobe Bryant, too. But there is this ugly incident in 2003. I don't want to think about it, and I certainly didn't want to think about it after he died. But what Felicia did is journalism. Uh, Well, I mean... Was it journalism? Very, very interesting that CNN and the Washington Post are talking about reporting uncomfortable <laughs> stuff in journalism with the content they create, create and what they do or do not cover and put out. You know, to me, they're look, that's a part of the Kobe Bryant book, right? Yeah. Like that's no matter what you say, that's a chapter of his life. I do not like people always going back for the what if or the i got you moment or the you already had your pound of flesh on kobe it is what it is now if you want to keep relitigating it but i think there is like a time and a place and i don't know that as he tragically perishes with his daughter in a plane that that's the ideal time to re you know represent that and and put that back out there a couple of weeks go by i got you but there there i'll give jake and that guy a little bit of credit there there is an element to what they're talking about that is correct. Like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm not going to worry about your feelings in the way. I'm not going to don't never let feelings get in the way of facts. So there's a little bit of credit there, but the irony there is also fascinating. Okay, I covered that yep. whole thing. And I'm just going to say this, that that case involving a 19-year-old hotel employee who went up to his room in a consensual manner, um, that case was dropped and part of the reason it was dropped that came out that when she went she she did go to days later or a day, day or two later to get a, a rape exam there was another man semen mm. on her okay okay and that came out what happened here what the the story was that really wasn't widely reported she it was consensual until um, I, there's no, I, there's no way to say this. The way that the, they were intimate was not, um, it was through the, the back door. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, because he was married yeah. to Vanessa at the time and to avoid pregnancy. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm trying to remember <clears throat> some of this. It wasn't essentially that the, it went so far and Kobe wanted to go further and she didn't or my, or is that a different case? No, it really... Um, that might have been Ben Roth. The allegation, the, the allegation to it. I'm just going to say this. The mm-hmm. allegation to it was that she was then upset the next day when. Well, let's not relitigate this. I what, know, but what I'm saying is, like, like it was it correct for the journalist? But, and what was the to, specific time that she went back to that uh, story? Was it like the day he died? L- less than an hour less after than, he yeah, died. I, I, right. As much as I, I believe in hardcore journalism, and you, you can't let people be offended, I would have waited just a little bit. Uh, to me, though. Th- what I don't like about this entire conversation is that they're assuming that he raped this woman right. and there is zero evidence right. that he raped anybody ever. Yeah. What came out? Cause I covered it at the time. It's kind of like the Trevor Bauer story in a way. Okay. And at the time, the whole story was she went up to his room consensually. Yep. It was a consensual situation 
afterwards didn't like the fact that uh, there was no follow-up. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, he, he was not going to have a relationship with her, etc. Right. And then all of a sudden now, it's rape. Yeah. Okay. So to me, for Jake Tapper to have this whole Me Too conversation, I do not personally believe that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that Kobe ever sexually assaulted anybody. That That's just my opinion, having covered that yeah. as a female. Mm-hmm. And it and it's sad that the whole thing happened, but she was an right. of-age adult who went up to his hotel room fully consensually, mm-hmm. and it was days later, and there was she took money in a settlement later. But yeah. all charges were dropped. So right. to, to make this whole conversation alleging that somebody who now can't defend himself mm-hmm. raped somebody, yep. that's bothersome to me because there are real yeah. rape victims and sex assault no victims out there in this world yep. and so this demeans and that this entire is, this is conversation also, this is also why americans just dislike the mainstream media now more than ever the problem the problem is too is that i i, I agree that the reporter should not have tweeted that out i 100 percent agree but yeah because her boss may have said why are you tweeting that out there was right. there's zero evidence it would be different if he was convicted of rape right. but, but that's not whatever is, happened the problem is in the public's eye though Kobe Bryant will always be associated with that story. That is correct. Always. That is correct. And if Greg, always. Greg was running the Washington that Post. That everything needs to be on Twitter. Thank yes. you. Yeah. There you go. Stop with okay. That. But but Jake Tapper coming up on his high horse telling this guy, Philly well, guy. what about all those sex assault victims? No, 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 no. You mean the real sex assault victims who you know had vi- were mm-hmm. violently um, kidnapped and assaulted and raped? Yep. That's not what this was. Yeah. He was never convicted of rape. He never admitted to quote unquote rape that never happened and so for her to tweet something out about a dead guy whose family's grieving and and by the way to a grieving widow who now has it in her face that oh yeah your husband cheated on you with a 19 year old in a hotel room Mm -hmm. you know what i mean no i don't think that's appropriate okay and that's your little me too horse you know that you're climbing up on Mm -hmm. when somebody dies right yeah. So no, that's not journalism. That's, that's you on your high horse. Well, just remember that with the Philadelphia Inquirer yeah. reporter who was dead, who now everybody's trying to dunk on. That's all I'm saying. And just remember, Jake Jake Tapper's a Philly guy, <laughs> as he told you. No, and I'm I a Philly girl. No, and I agree with Greg. The, the, the Philadelphia that's a tragedy. They now have a person of interest, but that whole tragic thing that's a that's a tragedy. And I don't know why people have to say, oh, he talked about guns. That's irrelevant. Uh huh. Well said, Don. I like it. All right. That it? That's it. All right. That was a hell of a cut sheet. Yeah, it was. It was almost an hour straight. I know. Uninterrupted radio. I How many it. people out there can do that? I, I bring it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do bring it. <laughs> I bring it. Oh, he does. <laughs> uh, 855-839-1210. Uh, big three, or are we going to come back? Big three. All right. Let's get to Don Stenzel's Big Three at 843. It's the Big Three at 8 on Kaling Company. And Big Three, we are sponsored by Holland Floor Covering. In the Big Three... What's going on with loud booms, weapons of mass destruction in the suburbs of Philadelphia, booms in Bucks County? WMDs, they mm. found Saddam's stash. What's up with this? Oh. So there's a major investigation going on. It looks like the feds are being brought in. Bomb Squad was brought in to help out in a situation in Bucks County. We have two men locked up in the Bucks County prison being held on... Uh, $1 million cash bail, okay? 
And investigators still working on this. Warrington police saying that canine Jolie assisted in what happened. They've now conducted an explosive sweep and found some post-detonation location yielding additional evidence. Mm -hmm. What is up with this? So now we have Warrington Township Police Department and police there requesting, putting out this request, anyone, if you heard or witnessed anything involving loud explosions, loud booms between 2 and 4 a.m. particularly, and apparently this was was Sunday, over the weekend, Sunday, Monday, over the weekend maybe, if these were in the middle of the night that you heard these booms, they want to hear from you at warringtonpd.org. WPDIN uh, info at warringtonpd.org. They're putting this alert request out in the media, and they've charged these two guys in their 40s in the suburbs I'm very curious about this whole thing. As they said, the charges against these guys include um, weapons of mass destruction, felony arson, possession, explosive or incendiary materials or devices, risking catastrophe, possession instruments of crime, criminal conspiracy. Mm. So so there were some, they they received some 911 calls at least once, and this was people living near the Valley Square Shopping Center in Warrington, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with this. There was this loud plume of smoke, so officers are responding to all these calls saying they're hearing these loud booms and the ground shaking, and now they see a vehicle leaving the area. They pull over that vehicle, and uh, right by Easton, uh, Easton Road, they see more explosives inside the vehicle in plain view, they say, and so they're, they're saying, what's going on here? Now they call the bomb squad. So this has been an entire investigation. So ultimately, they have arrested two men, and I and they've identified these suspects. And they said two guys in their forties uh, in Bucks County. What are they doing here? The two men who are arrested and now being held in jail, identified as forty-year-old Vadim Puksov mm. and forty-seven-year-old Vladimir. Nosotechev of Philadelphia. Oh, I think they're they're actually going to be on the Flyers practice squad <laughs> next week. Hmm. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what they were planning. Yeah. But it looks like there was a bigger plot. That mm. did they avert something? I don't know. Wow. But mm. it's not really making big headlines, and I'm thinking, it wow, should. this could have been really bad. Yeah. I mean, I think this is something we got to we got to get some follow ups on yeah. in the coming days and weeks. So there's that going on in yeah. the suburbs, the, the quiet suburbs of Bucks County. Well, we can assure you they're not MAGA Republicans because if they were, <laughs> it would be covered. <laughs> well, we have um, half a dozen people injured. This was a generator explosion at a construction site in Philadelphia. It happened yesterday afternoon, Flat Rock Road, in in the city's Maniunk section. So uh, it happened yesterday afternoon, and we're hearing that these construction workers between the ages of 22 and 48 all rushed to Temple University Hospital. They're in critical condition this morning. Mm, So it looks like they had a generator that was at the construction site, and something went terribly wrong, and they had this large explosion. Mm. So they're still investigating that one. Number three in the big three, dozens of cases of crab clusters were thousands of dollars stolen from a trailer in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood. 
So this is the 1800 block of Germantown Ave. These are all the different stories beyond the headlines that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. since 6 o'clock this morning. But uh, this was a tractor trailer in which the driver had, um, he was asleep. It happened overnight. Yep. And he was asleep in the vehicle at the time. 184 cases, 30 pounds of crab clusters. Whoa. $73,000 worth. Oh, man. Stolen. Crab clusters. Crab clusters. That's interesting. Dom had a poll yesterday on the Dom Show on Twitter. Uh, what would you rather go, king crab leg or lobster tail? <clears throat> Just a random, <laughs> random, random observation. It's a correlation for me here. By the way, king crab legs, if it's a buffet, all day. So no arrests in this case. He was asleep. 30 pounds of crab clusters, 73 grand worth stolen. Now, was that real crab, Dawn, or was that imitation crab? Sounds like the, the real stuff. Yeah. How do you Good like stuff. your crab? Regular, creamy, or al dente? <laughs> well, they're asking if you have any information, 215-686-TIPS, because they don't have any arrests. And uh, yeah. I, other than looking at the surveillance images, it seems like quite a mystery. Maybe they're going to Captain Chucky's. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. We've got Holland Floor Covering. Thank you for sponsoring our big three, Holland Floor Covering, the region's premier flooring dealer, family-operated for more than 50 years now, providing exceptional service, professional installation. Visit their two showrooms in either Wayne or Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more, hollandfloorcovering.com, big three at eight. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210, the phone number. So uh, Jason Whitlock from The Blaze will be coming up in just just about 10 minutes. Uh, we're going to talk to him about all sorts of political and social issues that are tied into and connect with the world of sports. It's going to be a fascinating in- interview, uh, so stick around for that. If you missed any of the show for, uh, so far this morning, a lot of stuff on uh, Donald Trump in the first hour from uh, the gag order to the judge losing his mind to even the Washington Post columnist saying Trump is uh, on the wrong end of a double standard. Uh, also, we've given you our up date today on um uh, mr heron the 26 year old on the dirt bike with uh our our great proud uh mama bear bullock um and also we've talked a little bit about the border and hunter biden's legal bills uh but we've got about three minutes here left and i i just wanted to spend just a couple because it's let's be honest it's the biggest story in the city right now and it's what the philadelphia phillies accomplished uh last night so just two or three minutes on that you know i was talking with greg uh during one of the breaks in the coffee area and Look, Atlanta is really, really good, and they're going to have home field advantage, uh, and this is going to be a tough series. Vegas has them as almost a 2-1 to one favorite. Uh, if you like the Phillies from a gambling standpoint, they're plus 154, which means you put on 100. If they win the series, you get 154 back in profit. Um, but there's something about this year's team. I don't know if it's how Bryce Harper was able to recover in such quick fashion from Tommy John to rallying as a city behind Trey Turner, kind of lifting him up in, in, a, in a typical time where in Philadelphia sports, if you don't perform and you're paid a ton of money, we're going to crush you. Then you throw in the Reese Hoskins thing, the unfinished business aspect of last year and how un, unexpected it was, and they were two games short of doing it. And then you get the rivalry element here, the last two National League champions I really do, and we'll uh, we'll make a pick on the series for tomorrow's show, and I'll cough up more money to stock here. I'll have to get on a payment plan. Maybe that I can, I can cancel it. Maybe Greg will let me out like Biden with a student loan, where he'll just slash off some of the money. Well, 
Wait, but, I think we have a I think we have a website for that if you want to if you want to do that. Here. Yeah, is it Greg? You can sign up for the save plan at studentaid.gov. Yeah. Save. Right. Yep. studentaid.gov. Studentaid.gov. Studentaid.gov slash save. So, yeah, just, slash stalker dot save. Just go there. <laughs> yes. Just go there and you can. But I, I really believe that they have a great chance to win this series. I'm very close to saying that they will win this series. Um, there is, is, there's something about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When they're really, really good, how they underachieve. They always seem to spit it up a little bit. And they were great for so long, and they walked away with one World Series just gonna say that. in 25 years. Yep. Now, they won, it, they won it all two years ago. They've been good for most of my lifetime. I know. And, and, and yes, they've, they've only won once. Yes. And you look at the Phillies, and okay, yeah, they've only won uh, once, 2008. If you go back to 1980, we've gone 43 years. We've, mm-hmm. got, we've got one title. Uh, but I said earlier when Dalton was giving the news about how good uh, Aaron Nola looked, uh, and congrats to him and his wife. Um, he feel it looks like he's playing for a yeah. big contract elsewhere, perhaps. Um, so between him and Wheeler, that's a one-two punch that can match Atlanta. And we've got plenty of guys that can swing the bats. By the way, Kyle Schwarber, tell me he does not look like the perfect slow pitch softball player, in the <laughs> like the guy that would show up with, like a, yeah, yeah, with yeah. like a bag full of like four different Ab- bats. Absolutely, that's way too into slow pitch softball. Yeah. By the way, uh, when forty-seven Bra- homers, Schwarber. When yes. Brazier was here on Monday or Tuesday, he predicted a JT Riomito home run, and he. It didn't happen Tuesday night. But I know. It I yesterday, took, I took I took it for game one as well. Yep. And I missed. And of course, last night he did. Yeah. I took it at plus four twenty on yep. on the first game. So yep. JT, damn you! You cost me five bucks. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. The phone number coming up. We have a big final hour. Of course, our morning mystery movie clip cut sheet part due. We'll find out what's on tap for the dawn show today. Who on Twitter today? But Jason Whitlock from wow. the Blaze will join us on the Ooh, other side. Six minutes. Strong commentary from yep. Mr. Whitlock. But right now, some nice words from Dawn for Parks Casino. Yeah, you know we all love parks and look forward to our nights out at parks. So here's the thing. It's the $50,000 trick-or-treat treasures. I love this. At Parks Casino. Sure, you can dress up. Win, and you'll have a close encounter with a creepy claw machine. Winners will be selected every 20 minutes, Friday, October 20th. Earn entries now through October 20th for your chance to play the Creepy Claw with a $50,000 trick or treasures only at the number one casino, Parks, P-R-X, P-A-R-X Casino. And yeah, Parks has the hottest entertainment, 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night, and the best local bands every single weekend only at 360 Lounge. So some upcoming top headliners, comedian Michael Blaustein, October 20th, Howie Mandel, November 17th, Air Supply, November 18th, Aaron Lewis, November 30th, Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, plus, and I love the free parking, but I also love the valet parking, and for EVs, electric vehicle charging stations, for all guests. Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook, this is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. How are you feeling today? That pain, constant, chronic, aching pain got you down. I'm talking about the future of joint pain relief here, and it's right here in Philadelphia. I had a great experience at the King of Prussia 
QC Kinetic Center there with the medical professionals. This is advanced regenerative medicine, and it's amazing stuff, breakthrough, really. If you've been told, that it, hey, you need more steroids, or maybe for the first time you're facing the possibility of surgery, and you think or you've been told that's your only option, I'm just asking you today, before the day's end, just call for a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents, which attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting, real relief. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. That's not what we're talking about here. These are treatments that go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties from your own body and then placed directly into your aching joint, which restore and then repair your damaged tissue. So now, what does that mean? Imagine your life this fall. No more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. And life, it's about living your life and moving, motion, which affects everything. QC Kinetics is truly giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Just call them. Call the local medical professionals. Get a free consultation. Do this today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Just call them. 999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.